Hello friends. We'll wait a minute and see if any friends actually get on. I don't know. We'll wait and see. It's been a while since I did a live, so I'm just taking a chance to check in. And I'm going to start doing it every Thursday. Um, I might push it to 8.30 instead of 8 because then I can do it a little bit closer to bedtime for my children and I don't have to worry about them wandering around. We're st still in a rental um, while they finish building our house. And it's, it's a very small rental and there's just not that many places. And so anyway, hello, Kareen. Hello, love. <laughs> second more you can hear Ellie is doing her chore of the dishes right now so we have that happening hello hello I am borrowing my 14 year old's fancy tripod setup thingy that she got in case she needed it for like audition, audition type stuff or online interview type stuff and so I borrowed it so that I'd have something to hold my phone but the ring light's a little bit nice especially because I didn't you know do my hair or anything but that's okay that's honestly how it usually goes it's like mm, probably like 80% 90% of the time and I'm I'm okay with that I'm 100% perfectly okay with it I've been taken to never using any like beauty altering type filters when I post. I sometimes will use like a fun filter if it has like a fun effect or something like that, but I've been trying really hard never to use any of the beauty altering type filters just because I want it to be more sincere, more truthful. I don't want to contribute to false ideas or anything like that false body issue. Thank you for telling me I always look beautiful, Kareen. You're so nice to me. Kareen just wants to make me feel good about myself. I think you're beautiful. All right. It's nice that I have one friend on here that's chatting with me because because that's the topic that I'm talking about in this live. I've decided that I'm gonna plan out my topics every week so I can let people know if they wanna get on live and chat with me that we can have an actual conversation about an actual thing. And the reason why this came to mind is because my family and I just moved across the country to a new state, new side of the country, new town. We know absolutely nobody. We have no family here, we, know, we, just, we don't know anyone. I and mean, it's kind of a fun adventure coming into a place that you absolutely know nobody. Um, and it's been really, really fun so far, but there have been downsides. Like when we were registering our children for school, we've never had this problem before. We've never even really thought about it, but they want, you know, the mom, the dad, and then they want emergency contacts, at least two, and they have to be local. And we're like, oh, uh, we don't know anyone local. I think we had to put Hadley, our 14 year old who can't drive as one of the emergency contacts for her younger sisters, even though she can't even drive and can't have her phone on at school or anything like that. But we didn't, we don't know anybody. 
Uh, I think we ended up just putting course parents in another state clear across the country because who the heck else are we gonna put? Because we don't know anybody. So that's something that we're figuring out. And because that situation is what kind of spurred me, like I need to make some friends. I need to know some people here <laughs> so I can have emergency contacts. <laughs> anyway, but that's what spurred it. And so I got on Facebook and we'll talk about this later. Like how did people meet people before social media? I don't know. Or before the internet and things like that. Uh, I don't know how people survived. GPS, like how did people drive places before GPS? I don't know. But I got on Facebook and I started looking up like different groups in the area that we're living in, different things like that. That's true, Kareen. Five hours away is a whole lot closer than uh, pretty much everyone else we know. I, I have a cousin that's like, I can't remember, I think it's like seven hours to Jacksonville, Florida. And that's the next closest to us person I can think of right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we don't ever need to use that because right now it's not good. But I got on this on Facebook and I started looking up groups in this area so that I could find and we're right now in Jacksonville, North Carolina. I probably heard horrible news about Jacksonville today and so scary but horrible sad stuff. But looked up all these different groups. I was a little bit unnerved because there were a whole lot of swinger groups in <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> it made me a little bit nervous to like meet people on the social media realm and meet them in real life. But I put myself out there and I found a group that was like a BFF, like, I can't remember the exact like long name for it, but it's a group for women over 25, 30 that, yeah, I laugh about it. That, uh, Thank heaven last night we didn't end up with the swingers. Oh, oh, that would have been so weird. But I got joined this group and they started talking about different things and I like introduced myself. I put a picture and I told about myself and said, we just moved here, we'd love to know somebody. And so last night or yesterday or the day before or something like that, somebody posted in the group like, hey, we have two spots that came available. We've made reservations for this music bingo thing and people canceled and we need someone who's not gonna ghost us you know someone reliable and we need two people and i was like me and my husband my husband and i we we have no life that's i didn't say that but that's pretty much what it was and i said we would love to join in don't send me a pineapple crane no no it keeps reconnecting for me i'm sorry guys my internet's being a little bit touchy anyway it's because Kareen like cursed it with talking about sending me a pineapple. No. Anyway, so we went to this music bingo thing. We went, we met this group of, it was four other people at Dini's Martinis, which is a cute, cute little bar in Swansboro, North Carolina. It was a little bit of a drive, but that's how everything is here. And it was so cute. And it's a really cool bar, it has a really cool history the actual bar they took from a hotel in Chicago that got tore down that Al Capone owned the hotel and like it was Al Capone's bar and there's actually like you can see where they repaired bullet holes in the bullet holes I don't know if you can understand what I'm saying in the bar and stuff like that but it, it, it was a cool place and it had a cool history and it was a really great atmosphere 
And I, even though I was very, very nervous for the people to get there, they were so nice. So nice and down to earth and cool and fun to talk to. And I was like, heck yes, I'm making friends. I'm making friends. I felt pretty good. But then they're like, this is a very transient uh, community because of the marine base. And so we'll only be here for like a year, maybe two, and then we'll move on. And I'm like, oh, because, you know, ultimately you want to make like good friends that last a while, but it's still gonna be nice to know somebody. It's still gonna be nice to have some friends, hopefully. I'm, hope I'm hoping it was a good little seed of a friendship. Uh, the one girl who had originally put the invitation out there, she told me about another thing she wants me to go to. That it's a, the bartender from the bar we went to is called the Botanical Bartender. And she does these party type things where you come and she, you make these cute little like succulent planter things and yeah visit and whatever else you do but it looks really cool they're doing one for Halloween that's like a coffin shape and they have all this a skeleton in it and all little succulents around it and I love Halloween so I'm hoping to do that fun little activity with her and maybe you know grow this friendship that I may or may not have made the other night but okay so why that's why I'm talking about friends and making friends is because I'm in a situation where I'm isolated and I have a need <laughs> to make friends. Um, but why do we need friends? We'll talk about that later. And then when I knew I was going to talk about this topic, I reached out to my sisters-in-law and I asked them to ask their kids, all my little nieces and nephews, like, how do you make a friend? How do you even make a friend? Because that's how I've been feeling lately. It's like, how do I make a friend? And so here are some, I wanna share with you some of the quotes from the children and their ages because I kind of feel like kind of feel like the kids know something that we forget in our ancient old age speaking of old age I heard my daughter tonight my nine-year-old say to my 11 year old <laughs> yeah it's hard for people your age to make friends <laughs> so obviously obviously uh even at the ripe old age of 11, it's difficult to make friends, but not for nine-year-olds. Nine-year-olds got it down. Oh, and she's telling me right now, she's pointing at, she drew a picture for her teacher and she's pointing at things that she needs me to do for it. Hello, okay. Melissa. Oh, Hadley. I love you, child. She's like making me feel better so that I have one more person watching. My own daughter has to watch to make me feel better about myself. Thank you, Hattie. Corrine, I do remember the first rehearsal. The first rehearsal for Scrooge, the musical, I went in and I was just kind of sitting by myself being a little bit. It was the first play I'd ever auditioned for at the Palace Theater in Pocatello, Idaho. And I was very, very nervous. I was very surprised I'd got cast and very, I've had a lot of imposter syndrome going on. And I was sitting by myself feeling shy, feeling antisocial, feeling scared. And this boisterous, boisterous? I don't know, I can't think of what the right word would be. This bubbly British woman who was adorable suddenly came and just sat right, right down next to me and was like, hi, I'm Corrine, we're friends now. Kareen and oh, I was thrilled. I went home and I told Cor, I was like, Cor, I made a friend. I made a friend and I didn't even try. 
So it was a big moment. So I'm glad you brought that up, Kareem. But it's because you knew something that kids know that I had forgotten in my old age about making friends. And you'd think I would know because I've changed schools so many times growing up. And sometimes it'd be a good change. And like, I remember go, moving to this like tiny farming rural community and the first day of school, like maybe because of like the novelty of being the new kid, I was so popular. Like everybody loved me. Everybody wanted to be my friend. And I had this wicked cool Halloween party and like everybody came. I was the stuff. And then halfway through fourth grade, nine years old fourth grade says why Venna can make friends so easily you got it when you're nine halfway through the year uh my mom and my stepdad split up we, i got moved to a different town new school i didn't make a single friend it was awful like so there's difference like some schools were great some schools weren't so great yeah i had to experience a lot of that like trying to make friend stuff growing up because i changed school so many times but i've forgotten what my young self knew is there a local theater here? There are some local theaters we're looking into. I set up a tour with one here in Jacksonville. Um, after the Labor Day weekend, we're gonna go next week and do the, the tour and meet the people and see what they have coming up. All of their stuff for fall and winter is kind of already full, but they're, we'll start watching for what comes after that. Um, but there are some other theaters and things that we're looking into. We're not rushing into anything right now. All right. Oh. Court has informed me that the girls are all watching my live. Oh, thank you, girls. They're my friends, my, my children. They're nice to me. A kid at school with Benna even gave her like a little toy. And I was kind of like, why are people giving you toys? They don't have to give you toys to be your friends. Like, But it did make me think more on this like what makes a friend what makes a everything okay so i'm going to tell you some of the responses of my nieces and nephews on how you make a friend i won't say their names but my two-year-old niece when she was asked said mm -hmm. i'm getting my toys for you and then her mom said i don't think she has any idea what she's talking about or maybe she does yeah it's like bet i went to school and some kid wants to be her friend and gave her a toy maybe that's what this little two-year-old niece thought like i'm going to get mm -hmm. we're friends mama i'm gonna go get you my toys mm -hmm. like sometimes we feel like we have to offer something right like even as little tiny children friends offer something to you and maybe the something we offer in friendship is like comfort maybe it's uh, camaraderie maybe it's insight maybe it's an emergency contact I don't know why that feels so ridiculous. No, Kareem, not pineapple. Naughty. All right, and so, yeah, so maybe my two-year-old niece had some deep insight there that friendship is about having something to offer each other. Like, maybe not toys, but maybe other things. Like, it's like when I asked, my nine-year-old like, what makes a good friend and she's like kindness and feelings and i was like what do you mean she's like i don't know what i mean <laughs> and i'm like i don't know what i mean either but yeah when they give you good feelings and vice versa and not those kind of feelings not pineapple feelings you nasty 
All right. So, moving on to the other nieces and nephews. I hope I don't mess up their ages. There's a lot of them. Someone you can laugh with. Unconditional love, listening, crying together, laughing together. Those are all really, really good. And those are like the feelings that my little nine-year-old's talking about. Like, yeah, I agree with all of that. Good stuff. My cute little nephew who's eight says, by being kind and friendly. Like, that's how you make a friend, by being kind and friendly. Like, cute, cute. You do have to be kind and friendly. That's how my friend Kareen here made me her friend at that rehearsal is she was kind and friendly, even though I was scared and like probably so awkward. And it's okay, stupid anxiety, but it worked out well for me and hopefully for her too. Okay, and then his little sister who is six said, I asked them if they want to play with me. And then they say, do you want to be my friend? And I say, yeah. It's, it's kind of, you know, some of this kind of happened. Like, I kind of put myself out on Facebook in this group, and I was like, hey, does anyone want to play with me? And I haven't got the, do you want to be my friend yet? But I'm totally going to give a, yeah, if it, if it comes up. Like, I don't know if adults ask them, ask each other that out outright. Like, kids are so much more forthcoming about things. Adults are like, are we, aren't we? I don't know. I don't know. They just don't see it, right? Because it gets awkward when you get older. But kids, they don't. Okay, the best response, my three-year-old nephew, one asked, how do you make a friend? He said, I don't know! I totally feel that. I totally feel that. <laughs> That's how I felt ever since we got here. I don't know! That's why I'm talking about this right now. Because I don't know. I don't know how to make a friend. But I'm trying. I appreciate his candor, his three-year-old annoyance and candor and general personality because he's, he's fun. My one sister-in-law said she really wanted to tune in and she's not here and I'm not shaming her, but I'm wondering if she forgot that eight o'clock Eastern time would be like six o'clock her time. Like, I wonder if she's gonna get on at like eight o'clock mountain time and realized that I was on at eight o'clock Eastern time. Hopefully that's not the case. All right. All right. My sweet, sweet, cute 12 year old niece says, you talk to people, you act kind. Exactly. See, see, she knew. And this is what, what Kareen knew too. You talk to people, you act kind. Sometimes that's freaking hard. Sometimes talking to people's hard. Maybe not for everyone, but it's hard for me. I can do it right here when it's just like this little camera and I'm talking to a whole bunch of people or no people at all. I don't even know, I'm just talking to myself. And like, you know, airing my ideas with myself so that I can like talk through it. It's like counseling myself. But sometimes talking to people is hard. For me, I have so much anxiety. So much anxiety. So, but, I, but when you put yourself out there, put yourself out there, it makes it so, like it makes it so much worth it. Even if it's hard. Even if having to talk to someone and then actually socialize is scary and hard, it's, it ends up being worth it. 
And a lot of people wouldn't know that I am so scared of it because I put on a really good face. Like, fake it till you make it. I think that's what I learned from changing school so much growing up is fake it till you make it. I am a good faker. And by that I mean actress, maybe? You good actress? Me? All right. My little nephew, who's nine, he said, first I asked them what their name is, and then I asked them if they want to be friends. Okay, we can learn something from this, from this nine-year-old. I ask them what their name is, who are you, and do you want to be friends? Like it. Just put it all out there. You are a good, stop flattering me, woman. I like his very practical, let's not beat around the bush. What's your name? Do you want to be friends? It's a pretty good system. It could save me a lot of stress. <laughs> I won't do it, but it could save me a lot of stress. Okay, his little sister. Okay, again, let's think about eight. She's eight. First I say hi. And then ask, what's your name? Introduce yourself. Okay, I've got this step, or at least I tried. I introduced myself in this group to try to make friends. I did that. Uh, this thing that the kids know that the adults forget, I've done that. I've tried, and now I just gotta translate it into real life and not just Facebook life. And I did last night, I went to that thing and I introduced myself in person and they were very, very nice. The people were so cute. At the end of the night, like, the big, nice, tough Marine guy who had just like retired from the Marines today, he like gave us a hug before he left. He's just big teddy bear. So nice. So cute. And of course, I'm a little bit like, eh, and Cor's like, ah. Cor's like, friend forever. Cor does not have the same issues that I have. They're not swingers. He's getting in on Kareen's nastiness. It's a good thing that he and Kareen are not in the same room right now because they would just... Okay, I'm not going to say what I was just going to say. It would have came out really raw. They would just be too nasty together, but that's not what it's supposed to sound like. Oh, this topic. Too much. Too much. We don't want those kind of friends. Don't they get me wrong, like, to, to each their them. own, like, to each their own, you do you. They can be our friend and be swingers. They can be our friend and be swingers. We just don't want to be swingers with them because that's not our, that's not our thing. Stop the queen. Okay. Well, the next cute six-year-old said, I asked them to play and then I asked them to be my friend. That's what I did at the splash pad. Oh, I asked them to play and then I asked them to be my friend. Okay, so if I keep asking, okay, I, I responded to someone else asking me to play, so maybe now I need to ask other people, or the same people, to play. And I, I still am a little bit uncomfortable with the, like, will you be my friend? Please? Like, oh. Like, as a kid, totally good. Creepy as an adult, totally good as a kid. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'd be so much simpler if I was like, hey, can we be friends? You want to be friends? Like maybe, or maybe that's just been replaced with social media because like if I've asked them to be my friend on Facebook, does that count that like now they are my friend? No. Of course says no. 
Thanks, Gore. You just burst my bubble. But you could, by say, hey, do you want to hang out? That's kind of yeah. Well, that's the invite. That's that's what we take from this niece. The nugget of wisdom is I ask them to play, and then I ask them to be my friend. That's what I did at the splash party. So now what I got to do is ask this people that I want to be friends with or more people, hey, you want to play? And do maybe have like a barbecue or something. We do have the cutest little location at our Airbnb. Like there's cutest little park right there by right across the street from us in the waterfront and stuff. So who's crying on here? Who's crying? Find out what you have in common and build. Yep, that's common things. I've been trying to do this too because I've been looking at like local book clubs. Like, uh, I have my own book club that I moderate with my friend who's in Tennessee actually. I guess she's kind of close. But we moderate this book club on Facebook and then, and so I, I have that already. But then I've been looking at some, it's definitely one of my children giving all these weird reactions. Ellie, knock it off. But anyway, I've been looking at book clubs and things like that because if they're interested in reading too, like that's a common interest. Um, I don't know what other kind of common interests I can look in. I've tried to list some of them on on that Facebook group because then maybe people like the same things, and I can connect in those kind of ways. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. I do feel like. There's great promise in this one person, or all the people, really, they're all wonderful, but this one girl that had invited us out last night, she and I had some really fun common grounds that I liked. Looking to volunteering is very good. I love volunteering anyway, but they're, oh, actually, I have been thinking about being a regular volunteer, like I'd have a day a week that's just scheduled at the sea turtle hospital, the hospital where they rehabilitate the sea turtles so they can send them back out to sea. I would really love to do that. So that reminds me that I want to look into that farther. Further, not farther. Farther is distance. Further is... I am an English teacher. Sometimes I speak like I am. Okay. Okay, so let's go. Let's bring it back to... Oh. Oh, cute, cute, cute. Four-year-old. Four-year-old. I asked him to be my friend, and then I'll be their friend, and we'll play. Yeah. See how simple it is? It's just simple when you're four. Yeah, it's, I'm excited to meet people that way with the sea turtle hospital thing. Ask them to be my friend, and then I'll be their friend, and then we'll play. Okay, this brings up something like when you're friends you do stuff together right like if you're like actual friends that reminds me of something I was thinking of when I was getting ready for this um the fact that I have this teacher inside of me I am a former teacher I'm still a teacher just not actively teaching right now it's come out because I created in my talking notes a hierarchy a friendship. Hierarchy of friendship. Because I was thinking, like, are there different levels of friends? Are there like 
what kind of friendship are we talking about? And yeah, it started this whole spawn of things in my head. And so we have this hierarchy and the big, did you hear my shoulder pop? Yeah, something like that happened earlier. My kids thought it was hilarious, like I'm getting so old, so rude. So at the very bottom of your pyramid, this big giant base of the pyramid, the base of your, your who you know, the people you know, it's also the biggest, it's the majority of the number. I was like, what is that on my hierarchy of friendship? And I thought, well, these are like acquaintances maybe. And maybe your friendly coworkers and your friendly neighbors that you don't really like necessarily, you know them, but you don't like associate with them all the time or anything like that. I know them, they're nice, those kind of people. Um, internet friends maybe, like the internet friends that you like each other's posts and you support each other, but you don't ever actually meet in real life and you've never actually hung out or talk or anything like that. Maybe all of these kind of friends are lumped in this biggest section at the bottom, maybe. And then it builds up the next step would be people that you're happy to, happy to see them every time you see them and you have fun times if you do get together. Maybe you don't go out of your way to get together, but when you do get together, you have fun times together and you would step up to help them if they needed it kind of stuff. Like I call those pals, like that's a pals level friend. So you have the acquaintance level friend and then like the pals level friend. And then another step up from the pals would be like your close friends. Um, and these are people that make an effort like to be in each other's lives and in, and you enjoy each other's company. Like you may, maybe crave it, you need it. And so maybe the close friends are those ones where you make an effort, you go out of your way and make an effort. This is why uh, quality time is one of my love, like biggest, most important love languages, things like this, because this is how I see it in my mind, is that the close friends are the ones who make an effort to be a part of each other's lives and to be in each other's lives, um, no matter the distance. Yes, they're acquaintances, friends, soul friends that you hang out with, and even when it's been a while, it feels like no time apart. Yes, 100%, yes, and I feel like that comes into this, uh, close friends like even if they live so far away they could still be your close friend because you would make an effort to be in each other's lives even if you are far away you enjoy each other's company when you're together it's like there's never been distance um but yes so that's my close friends one and then the very very top the very little tiny pyramid is so little there's just this little speck that they're you know, the rare golden diamond whatever part of the pyramid or the lifers or that's what I listed as I didn't know what to call it. These ones are the ones who really, really know you. The ones who know you, the good, the bad, the ugly. They've seen it all. They've been through it all. They stuck with you even when they probably could have abandoned you. And they still love you and they still stick around and that little tiny one, the lifers. So, never going anywhere, lifers. I don't know. I don't know why I even thought of a hierarchy of friendship. Maybe it's just because we're having this topic and I have a teacher brain and I don't know. I was just trying to organize my thoughts, but we're talking about what a friend is and why we need and crave friendships. Like, and what levels of friendships are we talking about? Like, you need lots of this and some of this, some of this, 
this with a little bit of this, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Um, what makes lifers, like at the very top of my pyramid, so difficult? I've learned not to say hard because I teach middle school. Words you cannot say. What makes lifers so difficult to find and to keep and to just... Like how many people in your life have been in your life for, you know, more than however many years, I don't know, have been in there and then have seen everything, gone through everything. They know you in and out. They know the good, the bad, the ugly. They've seen it all and they stick with you and they still love you. Oh, my sister-in-law just jumped on. Did you remember that I was getting on at eight o'clock Eastern, which is six o'clock mountain standard for you yes you are kareen you are 100 percent. what i love you. my daughter's telling me love you because she's going to bed she's a lifer too that was my little nanny fanny good night ellie i love you this is probably why i should bump it to 8 30 instead of 8 because then my kids you know may i don't even know if they'll be in bed by then maybe like ideally that they'd be in bed i don't know or maybe it doesn't matter. So, but why in general is it so hard and so rare to find those lifers? Uh, it's because we're all human maybe because I don't know. We all have our own trauma and our own baggage and things to work through. And like me, I, I get panicked about being abandoned. So I push people away. Like when people start getting close or things start getting real or like, because real, in real relationships, you go through some rough stuff. When it gets to that point, a lot of times I just sabotage and I push away because it's like I'd rather chase them off before they just abandon, you know, abandon me. Like, I don't know what happens in the mental states that I've been working on it, but it's something that I know I do. And the people that are very, my very close lifers have seen this in me. They know and they can call me out on it and they can work through it with me. But it, it, it's true, it happens. And I don't know, it's a defense mechanism. And I think we all have those defense mechanisms and things that we have, traumas, baggage, emotional damage, whatever. We're all broken. We all have broken pieces that we're trying to glue together. And so I think that's why it's so hard and so rare to have those lifer, top of the pyramid, top of the hierarchy type friends. They're very hard to find. And right now I think what I'm looking for friend-wise, and I that's ideally I would love to have more of those, but I think everybody needs to have the base. The base, those, even the friendly acquaintances, the people you know and you're friendly with, da, 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 da. and then hopefully you get to have those pals, which you love those pals that are happy to see you when you see them, that we have fun times together whenever we are together, and then we would step up if we needed each other no, we don't necessarily go out of our way to be in each other's lives, but it's, you know, pals are great. And then close friends, terrific. And then the lifers. But main thing, because I have some lifers. I'm very fortunate that I do have some lifers. Not everybody does, and I know that I'm very fortunate to be able to have some. And, oh, thank heavens for them not giving up on me when I tried to push them away, you know? And then lots of counseling to help me get over 
maybe being able to recognize that and not let myself fall into that so much. Right now I really need acquaintances and pals for right now. I just really need some base to my hierarchy for the base to my triangle. And then maybe hopefully we'll grow into close friends or lifers. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, the last thing I we have to talk about because this is something that just boggles my brain and I I have to know. I have I how did people not just function, but how did people meet anyone as adults? It's like, am I midlife? Is 37 midlife? It probably is, if you think about it. How did people midlife-ish meet friends before social media? Before the internet? How? Talk to people, yeah. But, but where? Do they just like go to places and then just like talk to random people? Oh, that makes me panic. Like I felt a little panic in my chest just saying it. Social anxiety, friends, social anxiety. How did, how did they do it? Like, I'm so glad I don't have to date right now because uh, finding people to date. Did you say guys were hotter back then? Yeah. You did not go to high school with me. Sorry, anyone I went to high school with. Not that any of them are watching, but oh. Yeah, how did people meet other people? How? We're very, very fortunate to have social media so I can get on Facebook and get in these groups and be like, hey, I'm new here. Anybody want to play? Like the kids, the little nieces and nephews. You'll be my friend, I'll be your friend, we'll play together. How did they do that? I don't know, it's like every time I think about, cause we travel a lot and we just did this huge move across the country and I love living like a tourist. I love it, like even though I live here now, I've been trying all the time to go and see things and do things, I love it. Go, 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 that's just who I am, it's what I love. But how do people do that? For real, before GPS. I had to like seriously think back to road trips I made in college and I was like, oh my gosh, how did I do that? And I remember getting on MapQuest. Does anyone else remember MapQuest? Core, I'm not in school anymore. I'm talking about middle-aged people, yo. Anyway, I remember getting on MapQuest and having to print out like the turn-by-turn -turn directions. Uh, for wherever I was gonna go and then having to like drive with carry around this packet of papers and like hope you didn't destroy them or lose them <laughs> so that you could get but before that like they just carry big atlases around with like all these maps in their car or something maybe that's why people didn't travel as much then did people not travel as much then I don't know is this travel all the time a new thing I don't know Thank heaven or universe or whatever, whatever. Thank goodness for GPS. I, mwah, to whoever invented and made GPS possible, all the 
engineers and programmers and people who brought that lovely piece of technology into my life. So glad we have GPS. And I'm equally as glad that we have social media and things like that so that I can actually maybe meet friends, hopefully, maybe. My daughter's asking me a question. Actually, just to taunt how old I am, when I was in college, my freshman year at Idaho State University, I had a friend who was in college in Boston and the Facebook had just come out and they were opening it at certain schools all over. And she emailed me in ancient times. I was like, oh my gosh, they're gonna open this really cool uh, website or whatever she called it, because we didn't really know what social media was then. They're opening this really cool website or whatever on, or Idaho State University tomorrow, like after midnight, like get on at midnight and join it. It's so cool, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, mm, okay, whatever. So I got on at midnight and it was, I was like me and four or five other people at the same time at Idaho State University. And it was like that for several weeks. There was just like five or six of us. And we like knew who each other were. We didn't really necessarily know each other very well, but we were all friends with each other because like we were the only ones at ISU on there. And then it just exploded. So I can say like, I was on Facebook when it was the Facebook when it was very first out. I'm old. And it's, I'm so glad we have social media because that is how I'm gonna be able to meet people and get involved and kind of start building my life and friendships and things here in this new place. And hopefully I can learn some things from the little small children because they know things that we don't know. They haven't been hindered by all their life experiences yet or anxiety. They know that you just go up to someone and say, hi, my name is Jordan or Jordy or whatever. My name, do you want to be my friend? Let's play. And you can learn some very valuable things. Like if you want to know how to make a friend, go ask some kids and like what nugget, what pieces, nuggets of wisdom can you take from their wisdom nuggets, I like to call them. What can you take from their, their ideas? Cause they're pretty smart little boogers. Make a friend, you just put yourself out there. You put yourself out there. You do something fun together. You get to know each other. You know, you have common interests. You. being so distracted. There's so many things going on. My daughter's petting my dog and saying that she's a smart booger, but she's the smartest of boogers. And my husband's telling me that the military created GPS and if he remembers correctly. And Jordan's claim to fame is that I was on Facebook like early. <laughs> if I only get one claim to fame, I better claim it because it might be the only one I ever have. All right, I'll let you all get back to your life. It was a fun little chat about trying to make friends as adults. <laughs> if you have any other great wisdom or tips to share with me or any topics you want me to 
talk about, blab about for an hour. Next Thursday at 8, I'm going to keep it at 8. I'm just going to do it. Let me know in the comments below. And tell you, I'm safe, I'm loved, I'm enough, and have a fantastic rest of your, what day is it, Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. Thursday night and a safe and happy Labor Day weekend and I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.